0: Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Chronic Media Consumption Podcast. My name is Kelly. And I'm Michelle. Today we're going to be
1: talking about video games. Oh man, we love this stuff. It is another facet of our nerdiness. Oh
0: yeah. And we're, we're, a lot of people wouldn't consider us gamers. No, (laughs) no. No, (laughs) especially considering that there are Types of games that are considered more gamer-y than others. For example, mobile games are not considered video games in general, but they are one of the most popular types of video games.
1: Yes. I mean, the stats when it comes to video games are intense. I mean, the most recent stuff I was really seeing was a little older, but almost 3 billion people are playing video games. 70% of those are adults who are playing video Mm -hmm. games. And about 60% of mobile gamers are female, which we know people like to dismiss things that women like. Mm -hmm. Uh, But about 85% of the video game industry's revenue is coming from free-to-play games. Like that's crazy that compared to... 10 years ago, 20 years ago, in the style of video games, the world that they existed. Mobile gaming is a big factor, but uh, we still like the console games. (laughs) We still like our our video game controllers.
0: And I'll even add, just to get this out of the way, that video games and video game culture has been fairly sexist throughout its its life. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, I remember when I think I was watching a VH1, I love the 80s or whatever, and they were talking about Metroid, mm-hmm. that game. And when they first, when they get to the end and you find out that Samus is a girl and everyone's like, clutching <gasps> their pearls. And I'm like, what is, what, what's the big deal? Like yep. Ripley from
1: Alien? Yeah, she was the one that saved the day. But Ripley like, was originally written that. to be a male character, so.
0: But a lot of people didn't know that. They just saw that the woman was the one screaming, telling everybody to do things correctly. They said no, and look, everyone died. So- <laughs> <laughs> just saying. <laughs> um, but as far as as far as video games go today, we're trying to get over the whole. The sexist thing. We're trying to get over the oh, will you only play this kind of game? You're not actually a gamer.
1: Even oh, my you're sister. A gamer? Is... Name every Mario. Oh, <laughs>
0: name the person who created, actually invented Mario and be like, why do I need to know that to enjoy the game? It, why do right? I need to know every little piece of trivia knowledge to enjoy knocking shit over yeah. in a video game? Like, and... why?
1: and i think that that's another thing the gatekeeping that comes into this space is is huge it's actually one of the reasons why a few types of games i just haven't even bothered i am very impressed by people who continue to play as twitch streamers in competitions and who are you know fighting that status quo But it is not something that I feel would be a relaxing use of my time. (laughs) Oh, I play video games to relax, to have a
0: a bit of of using my brain in a way that it doesn't normally get used on a day to day basis. Like, I like the games that make me puzzle solve a little bit, that make me think a little bit. Oh, my God. Some of my favorite my favorite mobile games have been have been those games where you have to solve puzzles in order to escape a room, or the ones where the the oh god I can't even the ones that the ones that just make you use your brain instead the of just oh. mystery ones. <laughs> well, yeah, murder mystery, hidden objects. I like yeah. hidden objects. They're not my favorite, but you know they're a way to pass the time. But just not ones that I'm like oh look. Enemy in sight. Bang, 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 Yeah.
1: The the zombie ones where everyone's like, yeah, just kill the thing with the turret. No.
0: And I'm not I'm not super into turret games. Yeah. I'm not interested. I'm very much not interested in the huge amount of Kinect 3 games that have been around. I mean, <laughs> I, I was I into those the, <laughs> I, I mean I was into Bejeweled when it first came out. I loved it. But ever since then, you know, when Candy Crush came out, I'm like, this is bejeweled, but with candy. And then every other ad you see on all of these other things, it's like, oh, you need to make sure that you're helping this guy rebuild his entire house. And then when you <laughs> download it, it's actually another Kinect 3 game. It yep. has none of the gameplay that you've seen in the ad.
1: Like, yep, the fuck? <laughs> uh, so. I've seen those too. They're so irritating. Uh. In fact,
0: on, on on YouTube who does game theory and film theory and food theory he recently did a entire an entire episode on lore behind one of these mobile games that you <laughs> see ads for he literally took all of the ads that you see for the particular game and came up with a storyline and information on these characters and you find out that there was a secret affair and a, a pregnancy by somebody who wasn't supposed to be there and it's like what wait, why why is it so intense when you get into the game it's another fucking match three like why do they have this intense lore anyway Which, and
1: the other thing with those match three games is they have such a steep pricing so like you're like oh in the beginning okay it costs me you know i have to win stars it costs me 3 stars to do an activity and then you keep going and it's like oh it costs you 85 stars and you're like the frick it's the same thing that no
0: yeah and mobile games nowadays are based off of the Skinner box model of of what is it reward mhm of work for reward Where you start off where it gives you that endorphin rush right at the beginning. Where like you do one thing and you get a little graphic and it's like, hey, you did the thing! And it comes to you very quickly at the very beginning. But then slowly over time, they start to withhold that reward over and over and over. And it gets longer and longer in between those rewards. Just to see how willing you are. To get to that reward, do you continue playing past that point? Do you start paying more money to them in order to get to that point faster?
1: How many times and have it, I felt like a monkey in an experiment playing these games?
0: Oh my god. <laughs> what is it? Nikki's dress up?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: That thing took so much of my money. and I—that's I, When I moved I was like, I need to stop. I yeah. went I went two days without checking it because we were traveling and then moving. And then I was like, you know what? I don't need to wake up in the morning and then instantly check and get all of my my diamonds and shit that morning. So I'm not <laughs> going to do it. And now I haven't touched it in over two years. Yep. I've gotten myself rid of that addiction. It is no longer in me. Ha ha. And unfortunately, now I'm on Merge Dragons.
1: And I get into Merge Dragons every once in a while. And then I'll go like months without playing. And then I'm like, mm, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah i'll, I'll basically I'll, I'll join it for the the weekend special that they're doing and i'll play that and then during the week i don't touch it and then on the weekend it comes back up like oh are you playing the new special event and i'm like sure why not boop 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 boop, boop. okay i'm kind of done with this
1: Yep, i mean i've learned i, I think it's it's interesting where they're the way they keep you coming back with new updates, new projects. It makes me think of Fall Guys and how yeah. like they have their seasons. I mean, you are way more involved in that than I am.
0: <laughs> I am. I love it. It's so much fun and I haven't played in a week. But seriously, I'm I'm actually I'm on the board of beans.
1: Oh my goodness, sounds so official. Which is so essentially
0: official. It sounds official. They send me surveys every now and then and on occasion when a new season is about to come out, they will do a beta test. That you may get invited to. I was told that I was on the list to be invited, and that never actually got invited for the last beta test. And I was going to be so excited to do it, man. I was. I felt so important. And then nothing happened. But I mean, whatever. I. It's such a fun game. It's bright and colorful. The this current update that they came up with, which was a jungle theme, which was really really cool. And it introduced lily pads and water and mechanical rhinos but the previous update i loved so much more because that that theme was right up my alley i think they called it fall guys Forty Forty One, which is supposed to be all futuristic but it was totally 80s colored 80s theme <laughs> 80s future that's what it was and i was 100 into that it was awesome
1: it's very um, very you
0: <laughs> oh yeah that's that's one of my favorite games right now just to play because i can play it whenever It's available all the time. It's not something that I have to complete because it's just, you know, you have these different levels that you play and you're playing with a bunch of other people and you just compete. Yeah. Do you get to the end of the thing or did you fall this time?
1: Yeah. There's no, there's no story that you're trying to make your way through. You're not doing linear gameplay. It's just tournaments. bunch
0: of random tournaments and it's fun and it's done in such a way that yeah there's going to be a couple of levels that frustrate the hell of you i'm looking at you fans and seesaw i hate you both but there's also going to be ones that you're like oh no i got this don't worry this one i win every single time and it's just it it keeps you going and it's so it's cute it's fun and I love the fact that they come up with new seasons and new levels every couple of months. That's fantastic. It keeps it fresh. It keeps you coming back. And I think that's smart gameplay. They do have options to buy things in-game with real money, like costumes and stuff. But it's not necessary. It's not like you need that stuff in order to continue. Yeah, not like mobile games, where mobile games you might have to buy something in order to unlock. lock the next level because you can't earn it fast enough or whatever but no this this you earn your merit and i love it i think it's super cute
1: and i love that we can play with each other like even with you being so far away from me (laughs) i know you're we're, we're still able to you know sign on play be on discord chat with each other you know hear each other failing miserably over Cheer and over. Cheer each other
0: on after we've yeah. failed. Cheer- just watching yeah. the other person win where we didn't.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Or, you know, yeah. like, oh, man, poor sportsmanship. That, that uh, shark was holding on to you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, when you're running and then all of a sudden you start to slow down, you're like, "Get the fuck off of me." <laughs>
1: like, <laughs>
0: "Why?"
1: The uh, yeah, I've it, had more great. explicit language in those games <laughs> than oh I my have god in most others. I'm just like, "Oh man, there's something about it that triggers you and then you're just like, ah.
0: <laughs> "Yeah, I I'm good when I, if I'm playing when Mike is asleep, I'm good at keeping quiet, but as soon as he's awake, Oh, Sailor Kelly comes out to play. <laughs> and it gets worse if I'm on Discord with you. Yeah. It gets yeah. so much worse because there's somebody who's actually like experiencing it with me <laughs> rather than just being in the house.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Fall Guys always kind of reminded me of Little Big Planet, which is another game that I I part of me really likes, part of me doesn't. The game is The story itself is fun. Like you're a little sack person who's going through this fun little imaginary world. And if you like listen to the story, I never did. I always zoomed past all the instructor instructions and just like ran through it.
0: Tutorial
1: it, Yeah. Who cares about this stuff? And I was having fun with, you know, the puzzle side of things like that's It's a maze and a puzzle and you're supposed to like figure out your way through these things. Freaking cool. The downside with these is like that game has so much customizability. And part of me is like, that's really cool. Bigger part of me is like, there are too many options.
0: I can't, (laughs) I
1: can't deal with that. Needs to narrow it down. You can make your own games and own levels and your own worlds, and you can do so many different things with stickers and sounds and mo emotions, animations, all this stuff. I was just like, I just Need the basic game. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, that's actually
0: that brings up a great point because that the the open worldness of it, the sandbox type of a game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is is something that has become fairly popular in the last decade few or years. so. Decade? Sure. I've lost all sense of time, but yeah, like sandbox games have become huge, and unfortunately, those are the types of games that I just cannot get into. Yeah. Like. Sims is something different but I guess Sims could be considered a sandbox. But why like,
1: I, it's why I couldn't get into Sims because I'm like, if you give me specific objectives I can achieve those. I but, have
0: bouts. So. Yeah, I, I have bouts of, of my Sims playing. What, with, with Sims specifically I will create a family and I will create the house that they live in and then I will move on to create a new family and a new house And then move on to create a new family. And I never actually end up playing the game. And when I do play the game, oh, so many cheats. All of the
1: cheats.
0: (laughs) Because I want to get to the point where they can actually start achieving things and go through the stories that I want them to go through and not actually have free will because I am a dictator god.
1: Yeah, you know, that's actually that. That actually brings up another interesting thing of like cheat codes and such. I know that some people are real sticklers and don't like cheat codes, and they're just like, "Oh man, I don't feel like I, I beat the game if I used any cheats." I never had that as a kid. I was, and even now, I'm just like, I don't know. It's a cheat code. It's cool. It got me to do the things I wanted. It made it so the game is more fun. I'm not trying to you impress anyone. I just want to play a game that I enjoy and I'm not dying over and over and over again.
0: Oh my God. This actually is making me think back. I didn't put this one on my list, but Mist was one of my yes. favorite computer games. Oh no. It Riven. was so good. And yeah, well the whole MIST series mm-hmm. is fantastic. And it even inspired a a video game that I ended up helping to fund on Kickstart called quern and it's in the same vein and it's so good oh man i played through that sucker so fast but with mist i remember back in the day because that was in the 90s i was in middle school and my father and i would play it together he would be sitting playing it on his computer and i'd be standing over his shoulder watching him play and saying well what about that what if you click here and you know just helping him play like my dad and I had such a major bond over random saturday morning tv shows and these particular video games and the that game was so interesting to me and i remember when mist 3 came out yes mist 3 when that came out and you you buy the video games like we used to buy the video games at costco they came in the giant box Yep. <laughs> you know, that had a series of discs inside it that you had to put each one in at when it requested it so that it could install the whole game. Because you couldn't fit one whole game on one disc at that time.
1: Oh the my good dad. Old days.
0: My God, right? <laughs> and my dad bought me when I went to college, he bought me Myst Three, the special edition box, which not only had the whole game set, but it also came with a little pewter figurine of one of the little creatures that was in the game, and it was so cute. I think it was called a squee, and that's just adorable. <laughs> it's squee! And it also came with one of those big books. Now, these were things that my dad and I used to do when we would play these games together, like, oh, God, King's Quest. would We would go if we were at a spot where we just couldn't get past. There was no like GameSpot online there was no wiki guide that would help you walk through there was no online anything for these games we couldn't look this shit up on google so you had to go and buy a game guide yeah and it would it would be this giant thick like a trivia like a like a dummies guide
1: yeah like but it was always thing. it always had like the same paper that you have in phone books yes <laughs>
0: And it would guide you through. It would give you a lot of backstory on how the game was made. It would give you a lot of backstory on things about the characters that you were playing that had nothing to do with what you actually wanted to do in the game. And then there would be the step-by-step on how to get to the next part. It would walk you through. Those were amazing. My dad and I spent so much money on those <laughs> books. And I loved having them because like, I felt like I had... I had the
1: tome, the secret <laughs> the holy
0: tome. You know, in fact, Mist was such a big influence in my life that in I remember in middle school when I think I was in eighth grade, my librarian saw me with the Mist Guide because I was reading it at, at school. Because I am such a nerd, and she's like, "Oh, have you played that game?" I was like, "Yeah, my dad and I we played it a couple of times. It's so cool." And She's like, I've got kids after school that are currently playing this game. And if you know the game well enough, do you want to come by and help me with them when they get stuck? And I was like, hell yeah, I definitely (laughs) want to do that. So I was literally, I was walking around this group, this whole bank of big computers with the big CPUs and the giant tube monitors, like the giant, oh my God, everything was so big. Walking row through row, and if anybody shot their hand up, I'd come up and I'd stand behind them and be like, All right, what's what's the problem? What do you ask? Well, what seems
1: with? to be the problem, Skipper? And they're like, I
0: don't understand where I have to go to do this. And like, this just isn't working. And then I would give them a hint, give them a little clue, and just kind of nudge them in the right direction without outright telling them, Oh, well, you're kind of doing it wrong. It's <laughs> clockwise, not counterclockwise. You know? <laughs> so. That was so cool. That was something that was really interesting to me is helping these kids with these, this video game. That I, loved, I loved,
1: I loved, I only remember, I think Mist 2 is the only one that I really actually participated in. But when I was moving one of these times with you know my giant pile of stuff from my, my dad's library and the office going through things, I found one of his Mist journals that he had like been jotting down ideas while he was going oh. through. And Mm -hmm. it looked like the ravings of a (laughs) madman. Right? I
0: love that. It's so fun. I would have notebooks sitting next to me when I would be playing on my own, writing down the symbols Mm -hmm. that were were scrawled somewhere and what they meant. And, like, trying to write down what you hear. Yep. Like, the, the pitch of a screech that you're hearing. It's like, well... It's a little higher than this other one, which is a little higher than that one. But that one's also lower than this other one. And I don't know how to put that down on a piece of paper because I didn't study music like that.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> they they have some very interesting stuff in those. And I just, I love the games that make you think. But mm-hmm. they are... I I don't like games that are all the timer is running out or like you're it's urgent. You need to do these things. Like I'm like, I want to just wander. That's why I love Assassin's Creed. I've played every Assassin's Creed. I'm obsessed. I love them Mm -hmm. so much. I am currently playing Valhalla, but I almost, I think I'm at 70% completion for Odyssey, which is, a massive game It, i i was like oh yeah it's cool but like you literally go to the underworld so like it's big it's a big game and you just you can wander like there are some things that are time sensitive because like it's a challenge that exists for like the next 48 hours and if you don't do it then the challenge goes away but i don't care about those challenges i'm like i'm fine with it going away i care about exploring every hidden area getting all the treasure unlocking all of the features like that's that's what i care about Yes, yeah. and those um. are the games i love and i love that there's a story sometimes i don't want a story sometimes i just want to be able to go through mindlessly hack and slash and kill things that's fine sometimes i want to just do a puzzle and not really have a story but oh man like assassin's creed just hits a perfect spot of doing exploration, being able to fight, getting some history. I mean, the, the specific ones that I love are the ones that have um, Desmond and Ezio. Those are the ones that are in uh, with like Leonardo, Da Vinci. Those are so good. But they there's so many different ones out there that are very interesting. And I love there's a Tumblr post that somebody did about how this guy on a school trip to Italy was able to navigate his tour group out of this area they gotten oh, totally yes. lost in. i seen that. Because he played Assassin's Creed. Because they're oh so God. accurate. Their maps and their history and everything is so accurate. I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh man, you've been to Venice before? And he's like, no. I just played a lot of Assassin's Creed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so awesome. That's so cool that you can take something that you learned in a video game into the real world. And that, cause they have basically the same landmarks.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's
0: so, so interesting. Right. Games, games are so, so like they bring people together and then they also really drive people apart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually want to talk about something that I didn't put on my list again. Apparently, I'm going to be talking about everything other than, so- than what's on my list. I'm 37 as of this recording. I am a third-generation gamer. There's not a lot of people that can say that my age that they are a third-generation gamer because my father has been playing video games since before I was born. In fact, my mother's father would play video games as well. My mother's father, my, both my parents were born in the 40s, so there's a bit of a gap <laughs> between their generation and mine. And my father and my mother's father would both play a game called Man on their oh. own personal consoles.
1: Yes, I remember that. And
0: the, my, my grandfather would call up my parents and say, hey, what's Pete's score on Man?" And my mother would go and check with my father and my father would come back and say, like, I don't know, like, whatever the score is. I don't know how they scored because I have never actually played. And so my mother would relay the information and then her father would say, all right, I'll call back in about an hour. And we would go off and try desperately to beat my father's score. (laughs) And that was just what they did. And my My father has played pong. in fact, when I went to Otokon in in college, my parents were talking about going to this convention dressed as pong. <laughs> my father would be the the line, and my uh-huh. mother would have been the ball. <laughs> Because my father is really, really tall and my mother was sh- short and round. And so it just, it would fit. I always wanted them to do that because that sounded like an amazing costume that no one would get. And it would just be fun. But the fact that I've been around video games since infancy. I started playing video games on my dad's computer. Like the, oh God, the DOS Wheel of Fortune game was a big thing for me. I played a lot of games on Prodigy i used to play
1: um, all the hoyle games hoyle, did you, did you play any of those the The casino hoyle games
0: no i didn't play those i wasn't really into the casino stuff well oh, i i did play on oh i can't remember what it's called again it's basically it was this big i think it's calico okay ColecoVision. It was this big keyboard with a a slot in it for a video game cassette. Like, a huge cassette. (laughs) Like, about the size of a video. A VHS video. Yes. Let's see if I'm dating myself here. Yes, it was a video game console that the video game was the size of a VHS. If you don't know what a VHS is, kids, ask your parents and grandparents.
1: Um. I will say I have seen a ColecoVision console. I have never played on one.
0: Oh, yeah. Essentially, it's just something that would hook up to your television and you'd use the keyboard. There was no mouse. There was no joystick. I mean, I think we had a joystick attachment, but like we would play it by using the keyboard. And like, I don't even remember the games that were on that thing. I, I have no recollection of what they were. I just remember sitting with that giant keyboard on my lap in my parents' bed sitting up next to this like tiny little freaking TV clicky, 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 clicky on the keyboard. I think, on a mechanical keyboard.
1: I think the original King Kong was a ColecoVision game. King Kong or
0: Donkey Kong? Donkey
1: Kong. That's what I meant. Donkey Kong.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I, I bet my father would have played that, too. I, I mean, I've, I've grown up with almost every single almost every single generation of video game that
1: mm-hmm. exists.
0: And that's something that's so cool. And to see where they've come, even just where they've come from, even just in the last 10 years, seeing their their maturity. I had an original Nintendo in my house. I never had the second one, the Super NES. I never had that. My friend had it. So I got to play some on her it had her place
1: I had a Sega Genesis baby
0: <laughs> I didn't have any of the Segas no Segas in my house
1: Sega
0: we <laughs> had the Nintendo 64 which was amazing and I oh, anybody else that says that the Nintendo 64 was not awesome I just look at them and I sigh
1: horribly. I never played on Nintendo 64 unless I was at my Nintendo friend's house 64.
0: Nintendo 64 was so awesome. I played Wayne Gretzky Hockey, which was the only sport game I ever played. I played Mario 64. I played Quest 64. I played Wave Racer, which was a jet ski racing game. I played Mario Kart, and I played Diddy Kong Racing as well. All of those games on the Nintendo 64 were so cool. I think even the Donkey Kong, one of the Donkey Kong games where you got to play as each Donkey Kong family character that was there and Banjo-Kazooie oh my god so much stuff they were so
1: cool the only Nintendo game that I played a lot of was Zombies Ate My Neighbors
0: (laughs) 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 oh and and the Donkey
1: Kong games of course we ended up we did go with the GameCube and then we went with the Wii and
0: then I moved in with my Then, boyfriend, now husband, and we had we ended up getting the Wii U, and now we have the Switch. The Switch is amazing. I've had a PlayStation 2. In fact, at one point in my family's house, I think we had five different PlayStation 2s, and three were operational. (laughs) Two had been broken, I don't know why. One of them was specifically for me so that I could bring it up to college and use it when I was up there. I had a DDR mat and I would play that that with my friends. On a drunken Saturday weekend. Oh my God. That was good,
1: so fun. Good times. Dance Dance Revolution was truly a revolution.
0: It really was. It was so fun. My parents, my mother specifically, was like, We'll get you a DDR mat so that you can actually get some exercise. And I'm like, Fine, but I'm <laughs> not going to lose any weight. I'm just going to enjoy the hell out of it. <laughs> and I did. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, you've had exposure to so many of these different consoles. I, I have as well yeah. with a, a, quite a few of them. But with all the different games you've played, are there any that you just don't like? Like you've tried and you're yeah. like, eh, it's just not for me.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> number one on the list is probably Pikmin. Pikmin would have been right up my alley. It's a puzzle solving game with cute little characters and it's quirky. Absolutely would have been right up my alley. Unfortunately, the issue that I had with the game was that those little creatures that are following you around, the blue ones that can go through water and the red ones that can go through fire and all of that, like, those are super cute. You get attached to them. They're adorable. But if you put them in the wrong situation, they die. And it's not like, a oh, they disappear. They make this sound when they die. And yeah. it just, it killed me every single time one of them would die and you'd hear a whole bunch of them dying at the same time and I'm like, oh god, no! It's the massacre." Ah. <laughs> I, was, it was, I was in high school, I think, when this came out. So it's not like I was super young and impressionable. It just, I, I have way too much empathy for, for not real things. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. I just, oh, it, it hurt me so bad. So, so yeah, Pikmin is is number one on my list for the no no game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think my a couple of the ones that have gotten me are the the horror games. There's one that's like insomnia where you you have to like juggle your amount of sleep so that you're able to function oh. and you start like hallucinating and stuff. Yeah, but I think you, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. But if you sleep too much, then things can get you. It's very, very nerve wracking. And there's a couple other ones that are like similar to that. That I just I I'm never really a fan of resource management games anyway. I end up becoming a hoarder. Yep. <laughs> whenever I play those games. And I don't necessarily enjoy ones where I have to manage my, you know, everyday f- functionality because like i'm escaping that stuff i have mm-hmm. to remind myself to eat and sleep in real life i don't want to tell a virtual version of me to do it which is why i was never a fan of the tamagotchis tamagotchis whatever like yeah i had i the had
0: gigapets, a f- the tamagotchis yeah. yeah
1: i didn't even do neopets like i wasn't even into any of any of those i i just did not like the ones where you were having to like take care of something digital it was like I mean, more power to you guys, but not for If you me. want a pet,
0: get a real pet. like
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or get yeah. a plant. Get a plant. Get a It'll plant. It'll ease yeah. you into it. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So it just, it wasn't for me. And then a couple of these games that are so popular, and I am I will watch people do the playthroughs. I will watch them on trip, t- Twitch streams, but I am not someone who's going to play them myself. And those are the uh, shooter games where you're on the mic with your crew and you have to work with other people i do not work well with other people on video games if i'm playing like fall guys yeah i can do that and like i can i can be a team member that's fine
0: guys fall guys is also you are independent like your your success or failure does not impact the rest of the people that you're playing with
1: yeah so
0: whereas that's, that's whereas cool. The first person shooters, first person shooters, if one of you dies, it inf- it affects your score. It <laughs> affects, yeah. I I hate first person shooters. For me, it's because I don't like the controls. The aiming was always funky for me.
1: Yeah, like aiming you're not is the auto hard, aiming, especially especially when you're aiming under pressure and then I'm yes. just like why am I pointing at the sky? No.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, for me, it just it was a huge, huge hassle. I remember my first ever first-person shooter was Halo in college, and the only reason I was playing it was because these guys. <sighs> Let me saturate myself for a second here because I'm gonna get heated. There was a guy <laughs> that I was really, really into, and in his dorm room they had an Xbox, the first generation Xbox, and they were crazy about Halo and they loved playing it constantly and i'm like oh so you just go around and shoot each other and he's like yeah it's amazing it's awesome you should totally do it and i'm like okay and they hand me this controller and first of all i know you can't see me but my hands are tiny
1: and tiny this is why this is why likes.
0: i prefer playstation controllers because my hands on the PlayStation controller It's smaller, it's meant for my dainty ass little fingers
1: Which is Xbox- why accessibility Is extremely important Yes, And you need to have different options To be able to allow Other people to play games
0: mm-hmm. The Xbox controllers Were gigantic, mm-hmm. huge I couldn't, I could barely Get my fingers around the whole thing And we jumped Into the game and they didn't tell me What any of the buttons did Of course you know? not and, of course, the fact that what I hate, another huge thing that I hate about first-person shooters is that your movement is controlled by one
1: joystick, your but the position, by, yeah,
0: not the camera, it's where you're facing is yeah. controlled by the other joystick. Now, I'm all for, I, I love my LEGO games, I love my Psychonauts, I love all of those games where you are... Um, Adjusting your camera independently, but you're still viewing your character on the screen because you're omniscient. You're a third person. You're not actually that person. You're not viewing from their eyes. But in Halo, that first generation Halo, you were viewing from their eyes and you just see your hands and the gun in front of you. And like, I could not get the handle on it at all. And it didn't help that these stupid freaking dude bros in my sophomore year of college were laughing at the girl can't play. She doesn't know how to play. And I'm like, I told you I've never played this game. You handed me a controller. You put me in the game. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I hated it. And it just, that experience, number one, soured me on a lot of video games for a while that were very dude oriented. I will never play a Call of Duty game. They can suck it. But like, it. if you're going to have somebody come in to play with them. You got to actually teach them how to play first. Yeah, because those are very gonna...
1: immature people that you happen to be
0: yes. playing oh, with. Yes. Oh, I I learned that definitely through a completely unrelated story outside of the situation that we will not go into. <laughs> okay.
1: I actually also had some issues with Halo in a similar situation with guys who had the control of the games and the consoles themselves at home and then would be like, let's play. And then they would just dive in because they wanted fresh meat to kill, basically. I really enjoy first person shooters when there's a story and an accomplishment you're doing. Mm-hmm. My favorite is, is Resistance Fall of Man really really interesting game they also have a capture the flag functionality and a couple other things that are pretty fun to play and the story you know you're fighting against aliens like come on freaking cool and you know just a a cool gameplay but i got so used to that style that when i went over to try like gears of war or halo or other ones it didn't translate as well And then I have some people who only play uh, first person shooters on the computer and they do the keyboard and mouse and stuff. And I'm just like, I do not understand this. My brain does not work like this.
0: It's so difficult. Like my my absolute favorite games to play currently are Lego video games. Yep. And My best friend, Liz, tried to get me into Lego games before I met my husband. She was playing... I remember her. she was playing, actually, one of the Lego Indiana Jones games. Best Um, versions. (laughs) I know, they're your favorite. And it looked interesting, but I never really got the option to play because, again, she had an Xbox because her hands are bigger than mine and she was fine with the controller and I just could not handle it. Couldn't do it. So, later on in life, when I'm living with Mike... And we have a PlayStation 3, I think, at this point. I don't remember. One of the PlayStations. And I see that he's got a couple of the LEGO video games on disc. And so I'm curious. I go ahead and pop one in. I think it was Indiana Jones at the time. I play through the whole thing. And I love it. And that started my obsession with LEGO video games. So I ended up playing, I ended up searching for and playing almost every single Lego video game that is franchise based, like Lego Harry Potter, Lego Lord of the Rings, Lego Hobbit, Lego Marvel, Lego Batman, all of it. I have played almost every single one that I can find.
1: So cool. It's so funny to me, like, uh, those are often, you know, targeted towards kids, or people think they yes. are, but they have some very adult humor and jokes in those. <laughs>
0: yeah! It's Especially like, considering they're based things. off of, they're, they're, the, a lot of them are based off of franchises yeah. that are a little older, like the Indiana Jones thing. Not technically for kids, you know, melting Nazi face is not really something that you aim towards a child. Nope. So... But still, I I just, I loved, I love Lego games. And my favorite Lego game of all time is Lego Dimensions.
1: I still haven't and played I, that. I need to.
0: Yeah, we should have, I should have cracked it. I should have gotten out when you were here. We could have tried it out. That was such a fun game. And I was hoping that it would go on forever, but not enough people bought into it. And that made me sad. So there was a time when not too long ago, (laughs) it feels like forever ago, there was a time when a lot of companies were trying to market video games that had like, physical, in-world, real physical game pieces. Mm -hmm. So you had your Disney Infinity, you had your Nintendo Amiibos, and then Lego had Lego Dimensions. So... Disney Infinity, you got this pad. Like Mike and I, we decided we we're going to get this Disney Infinity. It was supposed to be a really interesting thing. You buy these little figurines. They are completely just a statue that you place on the pad and you can play one at a time and you can switch between up to two different characters. That's it. And you have a little game set piece that you can put on there and launch yourself into a specific kind of game, like The Incredibles or Inside Out. Or Monsters, Inc., what have you. Anything Star Wars-based or Guardians of the Galaxy at the time. Those were ones that I had. And I thought they were really cool. But the infinity part of it, which is supposed to be, like, the more open world, the more, like, getting to explore a lot of things and build a lot of things, wasn't really there. And it just didn't didn't grab me as much as I wanted to. And I had a lot of the figurines. The figurines were super cute, but they're just kind of statues at this point for me. I don't play that game anymore. And at the same time, every time Mike and I would go to Best Buy, we'd pass by the Lego Dimensions display set, which was always this big encased thing, lit up and all pretty. And I would stare at it and just stare really hard (laughs) because I did not grow up with Legos. I didn't have Legos. My parents just never bought them for me. I don't know why. It's probably something I should ask them. But I just I never had Legos as a kid. I would play them, play with them on occasion at school, but never had them at home. And so staring at this this thing, my husband is always like, Do you want to get it? And I'm like, No, I shouldn't do that. Because looking at this, you're gonna have to buy all of these individual sets. In order to continue playing the game. And while I think that's cool, that's gonna be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Because I cannot, I, I can
1: guarantee you. Huh? It's an investment.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I was like, that's gonna be a hell of a lot of money for us to buy these little tiny things that help me play a video game. And then when I'm done with the video game, that's it. And he's like, yeah, but. And I was like, no, we're not getting it. We're absolutely not getting it. Every time we would go to Best Buy, we would have this conversation. And I tell him, no. do not. We're not doing this. That Christmas, he bought me it.
1: (laughs) Of course he did.
0: He bought me the Lego set, the Lego Dimensions base set, and Marty McFly from Back to the Future, as well as, I think, Doctor Who and the TARDIS. So, of course, I start playing, and I find out that you can't complete the game without getting these characters that do specific things. You can't access certain worlds without a character that is from that particular franchise. So what I told him was that it was going to be a lot of money. And yes, yes, it was. (laughs) I have so many LEGO figurines and sets for that game. I bought almost all of them. And that actually started my obsession with LEGOs today. So yay.
1: You have an ever-growing and very impressive collection.
0: Uh, yeah, I bought another one yesterday.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I got my. the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, oh man,
0: <laughs> but yeah, like that. I love the Lego games. I think they're so interesting. They like even if you're even if you die, you come back. It's almost instantly. You just lose a bunch of of studs, which are the money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, there's no gore. There's no intense. Like you're beating people up and everything, but it's not. It honestly, it always sense. felt
1: very meditative to me. Like it was, yeah, it was just like, oh, okay, I can go through this. Often it was a story I was familiar with. So I was like, oh, okay, I know basically what I'm going to do. And then they would throw things out at you that were, you know, little surprises, little fun, little actions you could do, you know, behind the scenes kind of stuff. And y- you can destroy pretty much everything Everything. you're like i'm going to break all of these things
0: but there are almost every single lego game that i have played has once you get up to a certain level you unlock separate extra level where you play as a particular character when you first go in and it's usually like the bad guy like if you're playing a star wars like the the skywalker saga i think it's supposed to be coming out later, but the A Force Awakens. That's the one. The Force Awakens one. I think you're playing as Kylo Ren, and when you're playing the Hobbit or the Lord of the Rings, you're playing as Thoron. But it's just a it's just a flat world level that kind of looks like you built it yourself. You know, little tiny houses and trees, and it's all just kind of boring. But you go through, and you're you can destroy literally everything in front of you, and it just keeps inflating your studs and you're supposed to hit a certain stud goal before you have won the level and that's your entire goal in this one level is just to destroy everything
1: i've apparently never gotten high enough
0: <laughs> oh my god it's the best i love doing it in every single game it's so fun
1: <laughs> I, I i guess i need to go back and play some more because uh i've never oh. reached that level
0: all of the Harry Potters had it, the, the Lord of the Rings, Star Wars had it. I'm pretty sure the Indiana Jones had it. I can't remember off the bat because I know that was a really early one. But yeah, like I, what I loved about Lego Dimensions was that you were playing your favorite franchise characters. I had Harry Potter, I had the Doctor, I had Marty McFly, and eventually Emmett Brown. I had a Gremlin, I had I had Gizmo the Modwai, <laughs> I had Homer Simpson, I had the Powerpuff Girls, I had, oh my god, there's just so many. Batman and and Wild Style and Gandalf. And, like, you have all of these random franchises all coming together in one game. And what I liked about this game over Disney Infinity is that you can have up to seven characters on the mat, the playpad, all playing at the same time. And all of them have some sort of autonomy if you're not specifically playing as that one individual character. So while you're off there be- like beating somebody up or building something, the rest of the characters are acting kind of on autoplay mode. Huh. So that if something comes up to attack it, it will attack back.
1: Well, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So you could have up to seven characters or six characters and a car or vehicle or whatever that you get to build yourself before you actually get to use them in game, which was so cool. It wasn't <laughs> just a static character. Like I got to build it and then I got to upgrade it to something new. And oh my God. It was something real world that was not just a static thing that would sit on a shelf.
1: It's also, I feel like they executed this very well, partially because they've always been a company that's about building. Mm-hmm. So they they were able to really conceptualize that. You know, it's it's funny. Like a lot of the games that I m- am most interested in aren't the super popular ones or the ones that you know have tournaments. Like I've played WoW, I played EverQuest, I played League of Legends a little bit, but I just couldn't commit to any of those because there's just so much that you have to give into those, so much time and effort and. I could see myself on the very slippery slope of nearly addicted, <laughs> addicted to them. Oh, God, and I'd be really? like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go down that path. It's a path of darkness. So like a lot of the games I will play pretty consistently for months and then I will not play for over a year and I won't feel like I'm missing out on anything. It's kind of, I oh, know, it's, it's, a, it's a escape for me. And I love how much variety there is in games right now. I love how technology keeps changing and evolving. And there's literally something for everyone. And even though it's not for me, I'm not going to like bash it and say, this is a terrible game style because just because it doesn't work for me doesn't mean it doesn't work for somebody else. Like, no. I mean, I,
0: in, in elementary school, I learned, spelling and math and all of that stuff from number munchers and word munchers yeah like and the oregon trail and you know, the
1: oregon trail yeah
0: like and i think the simple machine oh god the simple tune machine was one of my things that my dad and i played like crazy oh but like all of these educational games the video games that you played on computers back in the day and now they've gotten even more elaborate you've got like the barbie games that are a big deal with kids
1: i used to play all of the the educational games that were like the fourth grade adventures and they had so many different ones it's like the the, oh the clue finders it was the clue finder games i don't know if you ever played those i think you would have actually liked them probably Uh, but they there were like the fourth grade adventures sixth grade adventures they had so many different kinds and they had, like, I learned about Egypt, <laughs> I learned about, like, all this fun stuff. So freaking cool. And it was all educational. So my parents loved it. And then I also played, like, I think it was a Canadian game. I'm not sure. I've been trying to find it for years. But it was Addy. It was a math game. He was an alien who was teaching you math.
0: There, are, There are games now. There are games now literally for every single person in the world. You can come at it from any kind of aspect. I I just love how there's such a variety. If you're into something, if there's something that interests you, you can probably find a video game out there that will totally grab your attention and keep your attention.
1: And And I love it. I love that. And I I hate the culture of gatekeeping and superiority. It's, It's so interesting. There was a study they did on the culture in online gaming and how those who were... Superior players, skilled players were the most welcoming, open, like, yeah, absolutely, let's get more people in here. And those Mm -hmm. who were mediocre players were utilizing gatekeeping and very cruel tactics to try to one up on others and to ride the coattails of those who were more capable. Uh, so whenever someone is a jerk in these game areas i just immediately think of that that study and i'm just like ah okay so you're very insecure with your gameplay got it
0: they're the people in the group project that you do not want in your group
1: no you don't no we should talk about psychonauts do that
0: okay so psychonauts is probably by far one of my absolute top Three favorite games of all time, and I have a very difficult time trying to rank things. When Psychonauts first came out, like it was, I think it was labeled as one of the best games of the year when it first came out. My mother was always on those trends, and my father was starting to play it, and it just caught my eye because it's such an interesting art style. Mm-hmm. Definitely reminiscent of Tim Burton to me kind of quirky, kind of misshapen, really funky and interesting characters, really interesting colors, and the gameplay was something I had never seen before. It was so cool. The fact that you are you are a psychic cadet. You're this kid who's going to a psychic sleepaway camp to learn how to be A psychic warrior, essentially, using your brain to read into other people's minds, to levitate, to use telekinesis and pyrokinesis. Yes, you do set things on fire. And then the fact that when dastardly things happen, you actually get the ability to go into other people's minds, see their mental landscape, and kind of help not really necessarily fix them. But help them get them on the right track to having slightly better mental health practices, and I thought that was actually a really interesting aspect of the game because a lot of the characters that you that you go into their minds are insane, hundred percent clinically insane. So you see the the sides of them that you don't want to see. One guy is a paranoid schizophrenic, and his landscape is like a 1950s suburb, except. The suburb loops around on itself, like, upside down. It's very Escher. Ooh. So, yeah, it, like, it loops upside down on itself. It inverts. The gravity only follows what level you're playing on. So you follow the, the street. And if the street curves up, you curve up. <laughs> it is so interesting. It's just the the... Aesthetic of the game was 100% amazing. The gameplay was awesome. It was the first game that I had ever had that used literally every single button on the controller in order to play. And I I just I loved it. And the fact that Psychonauts 2 at the time of this recording is about to come out. It's coming out on August 25th. So at the time that you guys hear us talking about it, I will probably have already played this game. I have been waiting for Psychonauts 2 since Brutal Legend came out way way back the day with jack black it's from the same game company from the same creator tim Schaefer. such a great great interesting cool game
1: well i think now that it is coming back out hopefully it's going to be impressive i know that there's a couple games that came out that people had highly anticipated took a long time and then when they finally came out they just didn't live up to the hype so super, Cyberpunk, I think, was the one that everybody was really super
0: disappointed in.
1: Well, I mean, Cyberpunk it was, was but that it had hype, but it wasn't because of uh like it wasn't the sequel or something. Like I was thinking like
0: No, I understand. Yeah, was I
1: it one you. of the Diablo move games? I don't know. One of the games that came out that people were just like, Man, like if this had come out when they initially were planning on it coming out fourteen years ago,
0: this oh, would have been awesome.
1: Right? But like they didn't update it or anything. So I don't remember the whole thing, but yeah, it, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting thing. So yeah, we are, I think going to wrap this up, but I'm probably going to go play some Lego games because, <laughs> because I remember how much I like those.
0: Oh my God. Right. Oh, and the Lego worlds game that came out, by the way, I don't recommend it. That was, that was something that was a, a few years back. um, supposed to be totally sandboxy and, I tried to play it. I didn't get it. I did not understand it at all. I like the semi-open world of the Lego franchise games, but the actual Lego Worlds game did not make sense to me. And okay. apparently it has died. Nobody is playing it. So
1: Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. thank you guys for joining us on another fun adventure within the Chronic Media Greater universe. There is so much media for us to consume, and we are slowly making our way through the things that we have consumed in the past, are actively consuming now, and are anticipating coming up. I look forward to hearing what video games you guys like to play. If you have ones that you think we should give it give it a shot based on what we've talked about, and if you have any you know thoughts theories on specific video game genres games play or styles love to hear that kind of stuff you know please drop us a line hit us up on our twitter at chronic underscore media or our email chronic media consumption at gmail.com
0: we're here for hearing anything you guys want to talk about let us know what you like what you don't like did we miss something anything we're ready for it
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely
0: and please review if you're if you're on apple Podcasts or google Podcasts, i believe you have the ability to send a review or write us a review or something like that we'd like to see it we'd like to to hear your feedback it
1: absolutely. gives us the
0: serotonin that we so desperately need
1: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Well, thank you again for joining us on this fun little romp through our favorite and least favorite video games. This has been another episode of Chronic Media Consumption Podcast. I am still Michelle.
0: And I am always Kelly. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. And bye bye